Tana Malualalei and welcome to Champions of the Pacific, where sport and the islands come together. I'm Tali Anderson and this week the Pacifica netballer shooting for the stars and which former All Black done a runner with some donuts. But first, it's been a long and emotional journey for our Olympians, to say the least, whose dreams to compete at the Tokyo Games in 2020 were put on hold for a year because of COVID-19. Talking from Japan, Vanuatu rower Ryo Ri tells us how the pandemic forced him to train solo and how his career in the sport could have turned out very different. I had three friends uh, from uh, the cricket. I'm in the under-19 squad and then three friends of mine were they let's go see the new sport because the sport is published in uh, 2008 in Vanuatu. So I went with them and then we hopped in a boat. We tried, and then I never go back. They went back on to cricket. <laughs> and now uh, look at me, I'm in the Olympics now. So <laughs> I started rowing in 2012. So I've been training. I've been going around rowing for 10 years now. So I my birthday is in June. So that I'm saying, oh, my God, where, where did my 10 years of my life went to? But everything is in rowing, so it's, I like to go myself 17 still, yeah. What do you like about the sport? This sport is it's giving me that uh, that discipline of everything I do, eh? So everything I do, I get a discipline, the time, the, the food, the sleeping time. So this sport is physically and mentally and spiritually, everything accounts in one. So it's not like others uh, that you can go drinking and stuff and all this thing we're doing training. So this sport is mostly, I think, is my discipline in everything I do. And I guess when did you realize, okay, I'm pretty good at this. Maybe I'll give the Olympics a crack one day. I, I do not know how to stop. I think that's the thing that was in me that keeps me going. I just keep on going, going, going. And even though there's no nothing like any competition anywhere, but I just keep on going, drawing. Light battles every time, every time, every time. So I think that's where the sport that uh, everyone looks at. Uh, this guy doesn't stop and this guy keeps on going. He's going to get there. He's going to go somewhere. So my biggest goal is the highest level of sport is the Olympics. And I keep on pushing myself. So that keeps me going. The last time that I checked in with you, um, I spoke to your coach. Um, you were getting ready to compete at the International Regatta in March. And I think that was around the same time that COVID hit. So did you end up competing in that regatta? I was very lucky, yeah. Uh, I did my dream, uh, three months, about two weeks left. That's before the recovery and stuff. And uh, I text my coach, like, I need to go back. And then when I, I was at Cocos training, but... I stationally at the, when I I was at Cocos training, but I stationally at the, the Brisbane, and then I went up to Cocos, and then the COVID called out, and then I went back to Brisbane to clean my stuff. And as soon as I left, and the next day the Australian border closed, so I was lucky, but lucky of me to get out first before the closing of the border. So yeah, it was another <laughs> experience of it. So it's so sad, but. I sit back and then I got the wild card. So I'm very fortunate to be going into Japan and the Olympics. Oh my gosh, yeah. How important are those uh, training camps in Australia for you? Because I can imagine 
uh, training looks quite different to home in Vanuatu. So what's the last year like been for you back at home and training there? The training like back home is very hard to be competitive because it's just myself. I trained a lot myself and the coach and yeah, coach and but uh in Australia it's like I'm rowing with the most uh, talented team in Australia the uh, I roll with the Academy of Sports from rowing. It was good because I have lots of uh competitors with me to train against like uh the double and the quad like a pair and uh, it all keeps up the motivation for me to uh, yeah hit the trainings and get to stay with them and uh, push myself to uh, the limits of myself and uh, yeah I'm privileged to race against the world best ever in every country yeah the world best rows and see the world best uh, players of any sport in uh, Japan it was uh, fortunate for me to be here New Zealand has produced some strong Pacific netballers, in particular in the shooting circle. The likes of Maria Folau and Catherine Tuivaiti are prime examples. But one name to keep an ear out for is 23-year-old Amorangi Tepa'a Malesala, who is of Samoan and Māori descent, born in New Zealand and currently playing for the Robin Hood Stars based in South Auckland. She spoke with our reporter Sala Jane Hopgood about what sparked her interest in the sport, how her professional career started, and how surreal it was to play alongside players she grew up admiring. Another lady that stood out, Amarangi Mali Sala, impressed with her as well. She was only five years old when she began Te Kura Māori o Ngā Tapuwai School in Mangere, and also when she began to play her first game of netball. At the time, there was no netball team, so my mum was pretty keen to start a netball team. Probably since the age of five or six that I started playing. And we played at the Manirewa Browns Road Netball Court, so I have fond memories in Manirewa, which is where I grew up in. Malesala floats between goal attack and goal shoot for the Robin Hood Stars, but in the beginning, that wasn't her starting position. I think growing up, goalkeeper was probably my starting position. Um, it was probably because I was the tallest girl in the team, but as I got older, probably like around year seven, I decided to go into the shooting end, and I started off as a goal shooter. Once again, being one of the taller girls, and then as I got into like the older age groups, I realised that I wasn't as tall as some of the other shooters, so I had to um, have a think about going up to goal attack, which is currently what I play now, and I really enjoy it. Malesala attended St Kentigan College in East Auckland, where she captained the netball team. She says it was a tough transition from Te Kura Māori to a private co-educational Presbyterian high school, but a decision that helped nurture her netball talents. Education and the sports and the opportunities that they offered at St Kent's was a green light for me to take it upon myself to make the move. Um, although I was really nervous at the time because when you're going through Kura Māori from year one to year eight, um, learning primarily in Te Reo Māori and then going to St Kent's, which is focused, you know, around the English, like, you know, English language, um, that transition for me was quite tough, but I had um, awesome support around me and my family was supportive of me. Malesala made her debut at the ANZ Championship when playing for the Waikato Bay of Plenty Magic in 2017 and 2018. She says she got the call-up for Magic while sitting on the sideline. It was quite funny though because I was actually watching St Kent, the Premier Netball team, playing um, the Upper North Islands tournament. And then I was just on the sideline and then Margaret Forsyth, the late Margaret Forsyth, she gave me the opportunity and had a talk to me and said, would you consider coming down to Magic as we don't have 
many shooters there. So I was like, as an 18-year-old, sort of ask mum first what she thinks. So that's pretty much where my netball journey in a professional environment started. Just like many young aspiring netballers, Malisala attended many ANZ Championship Games, watching world-class netball players like Anna Harrison and Casey Kopua. She says it's been surreal playing alongside these experienced players. Or as she says... Pretty crazy how you cross paths with your idols, eh? Now to some rugby. The Cook Islands rugby team played their first test match in three years on the weekend for a chance to advance to the qualifying playoff at the 2023 World Cup in France. The Cookies lost 54-10 to Tonga, but in their eyes, it was a win for Cook Island rugby and an opportunity for players with Cook Island heritage to represent their nation. It was particularly special for the Sopoanga family who had four brothers and a cousin involved in the campaign, former Super Rugby and NRL player Tupo Sopoanga kept in the side and played alongside his two younger brothers, Zeke and Toka, and their cousin, James Cora. Their older brother, former All Blacks First Five Lima, also joined the coaching staff earlier in the week. It was the first time in three and a half years they've been in the same room together. Imagine that chaos. But after that game, they told me what playing for the Cook Islands meant for them. Um, Toka, I'll start with you. What's it been like to be picked out of club rugby into making your international debut for the Cook Islands? Uh, it's been amazing um, to be able to represent my cookie side. It's been awesome. And especially getting around all the cookie boys, it feels like home. So, yeah. And Zeke, um, what did your parents, what was their reaction to finding out that you guys were all playing together tonight? Oh, they were so proud of, proud of all of us to be able to represent uh, our country all as one as well, even though I'm limited to plays in the coaching staff. And uh, yeah, it's proud, eh? Uh, Tupo, how, what, how special has this last these last few weeks been for you? You know, captaining the side, leading the team tonight. Um, you carry your grandfather's name, Cook Island name, yep. is that correct? So this must be pretty special for you. Yeah, it is. We've also um, got one of our cousins playing here, and you know he's been showing us photos of uh, where it all began for us. So for us four boys, um, it means that much more to us because I mean we're not only uh, playing representing the Cook Islands, but we're also discovering ourselves as well. So. Um, yeah, it was awesome. It was awesome. Obviously, my brother's um, on his way to commit to Samoa, but to have his experience around the boys and um, have my brother's here was pretty special. We actually haven't been together in the same room for three and a half years, so um, it's good to listen to a few arguments between us. Lima, just being a, a part of this campaign, I mean, I can imagine it looks a little different to what the All Blacks camp looks like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but... Um... It certainly does look 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 a lot different, and um, but the thing that um, that is here that and it probably is you know with the Tonga team Samoa and Fiji is there's things in these camps that money can't buy, and it's um, it's a lot of love and a lot of heart and a lot of culture, and for for those who aren't um, in their culture 24/7, I think it's just that extra bit special. So you know yeah the. The All Blacks environments are so much different and we have so much resources and things like that. But this environment um, has honestly been one of the best I've ever been a part of. Uh, you're hoping to use that sevens loophole to change, you know, uh, to play for money some more. But just watching you um, on the sideline when these guys were doing the haka, <laughs> you were dying to get out on there. Um, did you get itchy feet? Did it kind of ignite the fire to change, you know, countries? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, like playing with my brothers would have been something special, like... 
just just this whole week has been special, and I would have I would have um, grabbed the chance if if it was there this week, and if um, rules allowed it to be, I would have chucked the jersey on and gone out there and you know trying to go hard off my my brothers. Yeah, we're stuck at that eligibility song, eh? Yeah. <laughs> we don't pay him enough. <laughs> Uh, for you, what's it like or for both of you to how's he like as a captain? You do you want my serious you. answer or do you want my like like nice answer? No, you be serious. <laughs> no, he's he's not bad. He knows what to say at the right time and he leads from the front and uh, he can always cheer up the boys for sure. Yeah, he loves to um represent who we are and uh, a saying that he loves to do off the back fence just means you know, we're out there, we're doing it. Cookie proudy. How do you think he went? No, honestly, I'm just glad to have the week off work, to be honest. <laughs> um, and last question, did Lima actually come and help you guys or did he just come for the donuts? Oh, 100% the donuts. That was half of it. He ate, he ate half the box. There was actually a box that he stole from this, um, this Cook Island event and the boys came into our room and asked, hey, where's the donuts? This guy took it. And the Cook Islands still have a chance to qualify through the final qualifying tournament where they will compete against teams from the Americas, Europe and Africa for the 20th and last place in the World Tournament. And that's the end of our show. If you want to hear more from Champions of the Pacific, you can find us online at rnz.co.nz and click on the Pacific tab. You can also download us from Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you find your favourite podcast. Until next time, ka kite.